0: Hi, we are Easy A's, Angie and Amanda, two best friends with a decade between us, which has shown us that you don't have to be at the same age and stage to get each other at a soul level. We believe life should be easy, not to say that it won't be complicated, but we are
1: finding it is possible to move through life with more ease. Join us as we go down the rabbit hole of anything and everything that is lighting us up at the moment. Happy April! I was just trying to think of what our theme song sounds like. Dun dun! Could you sing it? I feel like it's an Avicii song. <laughs> I know that's why I love it so much. Or like K- Kigo, Kaigo? How do yeah. you say his name? Kigo? I honestly don't know. You <laughs> know, I don't know. Love these
0: things.
1: him. Well, he's like a what do you call it? A DJ. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: Yeah. He mixes things. Yeah, it's
1: not yeah. his. Mi- it's not his music, but he's right making the beats.
0: And it's so good. I love that. No, I do too. Do, 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 do. That's our theme song. Yeah. I'm going to take your word for it. Like, kind of. I mean, I literally think I just sang an Avicii song, so. <laughs> what was it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not our theme yeah. song. <laughs> but it, but in my head, that's a, totally our theme song. Um,
1: so today we've decided to listen to our, we've polled our male audience, and they, they said that they liked the title Squirrel Talk. Right,
0: rather than, I mean... I, not to say that they don't like Easy A's, but maybe they didn't.
1: They never said if they did, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that they did like it,
0: yes. But Squirrel Talk would squirrel have been talk. also very cool.
1: So we want to go down Squirrel Talk, but we want to talk about the difference between the 10-year gap between us. So I right. was born
0: in 86. I was born in 76. 10 years. 10 years. That decade and so, it, well because right when we were getting ready to start recording we started talking about <laughs> the things that we were into when we were little and I'm sitting here like rolling my eyes because they're things that came 10 years after me and the things that I was into you're like what's that that doesn't sound like a thing why well and you said swatch swatch so yeah so the first thing the first topic that kind of came up and that was things that were like cool at a particular point in your childhood mm-hmm. so for me like swatch watches were the shit from like late elementary school i feel like to like into middle school well
1: they just matched
0: your outfit or something so yeah they're watches that you can change the bands on and kind of get them to like oh. different colors and you could also put these little um like rubber things around the hands of or uh, on the like arms of the watch and then you could like twist it in the middle and and then put it on the other side. And so then you would have this like little like decorative thing going down the face of your watch that's like twisted. I also want to just put this out there that I was not probably the coolest person.
1: So, <laughs> or like not, I didn't have the coolest things. Okay, So I may not have known that that was a thing.
0: And it may not have been 10 years later. Like that's the thing. I just know that I had a set, that like, I had a real swatch watch that was like... I- white with like neon colors on the inside okay but then I think I had a knockoff couple sets that were like one was like pastels and one was like vibrant like electric colors you know and like this is the same time in my life when like Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, like Electric Youth Perfume, like see all these things, I'm looking at your face <laughs> and quite literally not one of them registered.
1: Well, and I also just want to say I actually was and still am cool because <laughs> I don't want anyone thinking I'm not. But in in uh, fifth grade, I was in the Spice Girls Club. So. Ooh. Yeah. See, one-
0: the Spice Girls came out when I was like basically almost in college.
1: <laughs> but like I wasn't cool enough to own
0: their CD. <laughs> Like, or whatever that was at the time. Was it a
1: CD? I think
0: so. Yeah. I mean, when I was in fifth grade, it would have been a cassette tape, but sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I still remember when the era of like trying to record music on the radio when you liked a song. So I don't know what, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Did you record it onto a
0: CD or onto? Onto a tape. Onto a tape. So same.
1: I would just let it record for a while. And I remember my friend Catherine and I went to... Wyoming on <laughs> a trip, and we just listened to this <laughs> recorded tape, and it had commercials and everything, <laughs> but it had this, um, it had this song. If it makes you happy, uh-huh. um, then why the hell are you so mad? And we would like turn it down when it said "hell." Like <laughs> you had to like. But it's not because I liked
0: that song. I just was like, well, I got to get some music. So let me just hit record on the radio. Yeah. So this was about the same for me as in like college. Cause like that's Cheryl Crow. <laughs> okay. And like, I remember making mixtapes in college and yeah. But when you were saying that about you and your friend Catherine, that makes me think of me and my girlfriend, Lisa, growing up, we, our families were like best friends. And so we'd get together every New Year's and we'd play the like countdown, like the top 100 songs of the year countdown and we would record it. And we would like also sing to it. And so we'd be recording the radio, but also recording ourselves singing (laughs) the songs on the radio. And she was a much better singer than I was, (laughs) but I thought I was so good. I would love that tape now. I would love to hear that. I'm hoping it's destroyed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, well, I used to, before (laughs) CDs came out, or maybe it was the same time when you could still, I think tapes, you could just record easier, right? For sure, on all the players. Yeah, so I remember CDs you'd have to burn. I had a karaoke machine at machine at one point, and um, and you know, I would me and my friends would like sing along, but on the off when it was just me, I would record myself doing radio shows, right? And and for hours. So I'm like, we're just like obsessed with ourselves. Clearly, that's why we have a podcast,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. We like to hear. Our, we're narcissistic. Is basically yeah. where that's taking us. That's.
1: That's a journey for another time,
0: <laughs> but it was it was fun reminiscing like down the memory lane of like kid stuff. So another thing we were you what were you gonna say? Well, we're not done. No, yeah, we're absolutely not done. We um we're talking about fashion choices mm-hmm. as children, mm-hmm. and we've already established how not cool you were. Hmm. But ahead of my time you were (laughs) definitely ahead of your time I would venture to say that there were a lot of parts of me that were not cool like I had really permed hair and that was cool though back then I guess
1: yeah my sister had that
0: I had such and my hair would not hold a perm so I would have to get a perm like every six to eight weeks (laughs) and it was just it was brutal so I don't know where I was going with that, but my fashion sense has always been a little bit interesting. Like I've always been into stuff that's like a little bit different than the mainstream and I like That's true. more of like a bohemian look, you know, now, like I could say that that's what it is. But as a kid, I mean, I'm not going to like brag about myself, but I felt like I had a pretty keen fashion sense. I'm sure you did. As a kid, and I was super into that stuff. But I remember as a kid being really mad that there were no cool shops that we could go to that like moms had like these shops and like high schoolers had these shops, but kids had like Kohl's or like, I mean, I don't remember going to like really cool kids stores for my clothes. I went to Penny's and Kohl's and Bergner's, which was Carson Peary Scott, like back in the Midwest when I was growing up. No idea what. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But it's like a, it's like a, not quite as an upscale of a Nordstrom. Okay. (laughs) Macy's kind of maybe. But you're wishing they would have had more kids stores. I wanted more kids stores. Thank you for getting me back on track. So Banana Republic came out when I was a kid and I grew up in a really rural area. So the malls got stores much later than like metropolitan areas. So I don't really know how long Banana Republic was out before it became a thing to me. Uh Uh-huh. But I just remember... I just
1: discovered it last year, so... (laughs) But it's... (laughs) It's great. What? They have great savings. (laughs) You can get 40% off sometimes.
0: Hey, savings are great. (laughs) Yeah. But... But Banana Republic, when it came out, was nothing like it is today. When it came out, it was like a safari clothing store. Mm, Cute. And it was super cute. And I just remembered I was into that. And then there was a store called Forenza. And... I really loved shopping at these stores. And I think... I thought it was so cool that I could, like, get stuff there. Yeah. But then I realized that the only reason I could get stuff there was because they carried sizes that like most kids my age weren't wearing. Uh, <laughs> so I think I was able to get into like junior sizing before junior size was like a thing for my my age group, so right? I was a little bit I was a little bit of a heavier kid. Ahead of your time though. I was ahead of my time. And mm-hmm. anyway, it didn't matter. I mean, it made me feel self-conscious once I realized that, but at the end of the day, I would like that's, Super loved those clothes. But that's
1: better than like me being the kid who's still wearing the, the sizes, the girl sizes when you maybe should be wearing like clothes <laughs> that are like adult. Cause I remember, I remember I got to go to Dillard's and pick out this, these purple jeans. They were mm. Calvin Klein yes. and I wore them to the dance and I danced a lot and I just felt so cool. But for the majority of the time, my mom bought us clothes, and I'm sure we looked adorable. Because now, looking at how my sister dresses her children, I'm like, "Oh, you guys are so cute!" But like at the time, you were like, "That's not really what I want to wear." Right. My mom shopped at um, Gap,
0: so there's Gap Kids. Um, Gap was cool. I mean, okay. Yeah. When I was growing up, Gap did, it was very exotic. Again, I'm sure I looked adorable, but when
1: you know, I'm pretty sure fourth grade. That me and Mrs. Brunel had the same sweater, and she got it at the adult store, and I got it at Gap Kids. It was the same pattern, so that's that's a look. You're going for a statement to dress like your teacher for
0: sure. For sure, that's an L E W K look. <laughs> and
1: then I I remember being in middle school and feeling like I wore the I wore these like um, overalls, but they were corduroy, mm. and I wore tights under them. My mom, it was cute. I, I was think it. it was they were not all the way to the ground. Gotcha. They so were you could like see the tights. And I tried to hide all day. I was like, what am I wearing? But I don't know. You know, if I had been more, you know, like, just yeah. go with it. M- majority of the time, I think I just wore what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't brush my hair a lot.
0: <laughs> I wore those uh, butterflies in my hair. The, oh, sure. The, the little five. clips. When I was little, instead mm. of those, we had... Um, So they used to sell Goody, the like the hair brand Goody. They had the barrettes that were metal and it was like two like, I'm going to say stripes, but it was like a metal barrette that had Mm -hmm. like kind of a space down the middle of it. So it had like the two lines of metal. Okay. My mom would take ribbon and this was a big thing then to like loop the ribbon into there and was like braiding ribbon into the barrette. And so, and then what I really wanted as a child was long hair. Mm -hmm. I wanted long hair so bad, but I had like Dorothy Hamill, which I'm sure you don't know who that is.
1: Yeah, I do. Skater.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had Dorothy Hamill's haircut. She was my hero. And, um, I didn't have the hair that I wanted that was long, so my mom would leave a long like strand of ribbon on the barrette so that I would like think that it was (laughs) like it's just (laughs) sad. (laughs) It's just so sad. And she would like tie little um beads onto the end of it. And so it's like Your
1: mom is sounds
0: though like she was really she was really trying to help you. Oh, she was definitely trying to help me. She would let me also um Whenever she was, like, doing laundry and Mm -hmm. she'd, like, get towels out, she would help bobby pin a towel into my hair so that I would pretend that I had, like, long hair like Crystal Gale.
1: Sounds like you had quite a different
0: childhood, (laughs) for sure. We would would watch soap operas together and I would put towels on my hair with bobby pins. My sister and I would watch... Days of
1: Our Lives and um, One Life to Live. Oh, man, I love that show. I was so in love. And we would record it. Now, this was on a VHS. Yeah, for sure. Record it. And it's like, why would you record it? You don't miss anything. The same thing happens five days in a row. But we would record it, watch it real quick, like when we got home or like late at night and fast forward through the commercials. Right, because mm-hmm. commercial sucks. So. But like we weren't supposed to be watching TV or something. I don't I know. Bet, yeah, especially like yeah, soap uh, operas. Uh, yeah, but my mom watched soap operas. So Mine did. Too. We just didn't watch them together.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I probably wasn't supposed to be watching them, but she would. She was a stay-at-home mom until I went to school, and so I remember. When I was little, like, watching Guiding Light with her. And then when I went to college, I watched Guiding Light with my friends. It's like it was still on all those years later. And you guys still were interested in it. We totally were.
1: When do you become uninterested? Disinterested?
0: I think it must have been after college. Because I definitely remember watching soap operas with Cindy and Angie at Heston. Yeah. And we were pretty faithful about watching Guiding Light. Right. And then I think I went to my next school was Goshen and my girlfriend Miranda um, who's probably listening. Um, she and I would watch, I think, soap operas too. She's going to tell, she's probably going to tell me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure we watched a soap Because I was going to
1: say again. though, if like you're watching it with your mom and we know that, I feel like TV was just not as good back then. So it was soap operas were the only thing. And now, you know, there's a lot more, right?
0: Soap opera, like you don't even realize you're watching a show and you're like, well, this is just basically a soap opera. Right. Well, I remember when they flipped basically to what felt like the soap opera model during the day became like the weekly during the week in the evenings with like 90210 and things like that right. when that came out. Like those dramas felt like, at least it felt a little bit soap opera-y to me, but I loved them. I mean, oof. Did What's I ever? your favorite soap opera? Uh, probably Days of Our Lives. I gotta go.
1: So now you have to do the intro.
0: The like sands through the hourglass. <laughs> These are the days of our lives.
1: Okay, so were did you ever watch Passions?
0: For sure.
1: <laughs> what was up <laughs> with the Timmy? Timmy doll. <laughs> <laughs> you are my passion for life. Yeah. Gave totally to cut that out.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh I definitely breathe in, breathe out. Now you know. There you go. That was Tino? Amanda, everyone, just so you know. Keep me alive. <laughs> I loved Passions. It was great. You are my Timmy was such a weird character, so weird. Tabitha. And some of the like characters from Passions are still on TV. Like Justin Hartley, don't know who that is. Uh, this is Us. Oh, he plays mm. Kevin on This Is Us. But I don't know how to feel about him because I don't know because he, he seemed to just got divorced.
1: Well, we don't know what really happened there. But I was watching <laughs> no, uh, Setting Sunset, and you only got her version, and I was like, mm. oh, that sucks. Gotcha.
0: Not saying it was all his fault. But, <laughs> but maybe it was. He was in Passions? He was totally in Passions. Who? And he, who was he? Timmy? No. Timmy grew up to be real cute. I know. I'm not going to think of who it was. But that's where he met his first wife. They were. He was married before <laughs> that girl, too. To oh. a girl from Passions. To, oh. I forget her name. Justin. Yeah. You know. He is cute. <laughs> but... do you like this is us I do like this is us
1: it's the same speaking of a soap opera being the same thing that show you watch it and you're like do you realize you've already shown us this flashback
0: five times I get it but like I just can't not love something with Mandy Moore on it and also Milo Ventimiglia yeah I like him I just, I just am there for it. Spoiler, he dies. But this is also (laughs) the girl who's watched all 20 years of Grey's Anatomy. So I don't really know how many years, but like I'm still watching 17. It's somewhere. Still watching. (laughs) I can't, I can't quit it. What is the Grey's Anatomy theme song? Doot, doot. I don't know. <laughs> so this is a fun game. It is like fun game. You should make this a game. <laughs> I had to yesterday I was on the phone with a client and I was trying to think of the show from like the 19 the game show from the 1970s where the light kind of like goes around in a circle and a circle and like you're going to hit hit it and it's going to stop somewhere on a circle or in uh-huh. the on, on a square. And while that's going around, the people chant, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> and then you like, it stop. Never and yesterday we were talking about this, this project that we're working on. And I'm like, let's just hope there's no whammies. And everybody on the call got it. And I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't have gotten it. I would pretend to. I'd be like, yeah, I've heard no whammies. <laughs> but I would know your line. I didn't know what that came from, though. Um. So what was your favorite TV show as a kid? Mm-hmm.
1: But beyond soap operas, we didn't even, even know soap operas were going to come into this conversation. No. Um, sister, sister. Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, yeah, I think I watched Full House, but I'm not like one of
0: those dedicated people who needed to watch the later like ones the, that they the just The ones made they've just done. That I are was, now ruined. I was into some of those. Like I was definitely into Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I was into, um, Full House for sure as a kid but that was like my later years probably so mm-hmm. like earlier than that for me it was definitely like who's the boss Watch family that. ties the Cosby show I was obsessed with the Cosby I show in that, a yeah. different world um loved the Lisa Bonet spinoff when they went off to Spelman College the historically black university Mm-mm. um don't know that one you don't know that one mm all right, music. When you were, like, think, like, where late elementary school. Music? Well, I talked about Tiffany, and I talked about oh. Debbie Gibson, but I don't think you have. And so that's where I was in my life, like, Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, like, that kind of stuff in, like, fifth, sixth grade. What about you?
1: Spice in oh. sync. However, I would like to reiterate that I didn't have a lot of... <sighs> Here's my music journey. I recorded the songs on the tapes, recorded the radio, probably didn't know a lot about the artists. I knew who the Spice Girls were. I knew who NSYNC was, um, Backstreet Boys. I went to an NSYNC concert with my friend because she invited me, but like I would have never gotten to go. All this to say, I bought CDs like the Now 24 CD or the Now 10. I don't know when they came out, but it was like every hit for the year. Right. <laughs> And I would listen to it and there was one that I bought and had an Aaron Carter song. Do you know who
0: that is? I do know who he is because he's the brother of like Nick Carter who was in one of the boy bands. They were, what's it called? He was either in... What's that called? I know what you're talking about. The band? Yeah. It wasn't Sync or Backstreet Boys? No. Anyway, we both are, don't know. It's a band. They're brothers. Aren't they brothers? Nick and Aaron are, but I don't think yeah, they were then, in the Yeah, don't same they have band. a third brother? Are you thinking about the Jonas no. brothers? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Or the Hansons? The Hansons. That's not them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Totally Never different mind. band.
1: Anyway, the Aaron Carter song, and it was like, um, I I would try to write down all the words. Because I was like, I want to mem- memorize I the words. I did that
0: too. And then the internet was created and you could just say <laughs> lyrics for whatever the Aaron Carter song was.
1: But I was also telling Angie that before this call that um, one year for Christmas, Santa brought a bunch of gifts and one of the gifts was a Shirelles CD. So I'm sure my Santa, parents found that at like Sam's or something. Probably. And so I know the Shirelles like the back of my hand and that was like what the f- 50s, 60s? So Probably, yeah and all kinds of music. I also really liked Paul Simon as a kid. Ah, so. uh, Paul Simon.
0: I did love him. My dad
1: and my dad and mom have good music taste. My dad has really good taste. Yeah. He
0: has all the records, the, like, Simon and Garfunkel. My parents are super into, yeah, good music. So it's not like I too. was hopeless,
1: but you know you like the pop tunes.
0: Right. And our parents didn't want us to like the pop tunes.
1: Yeah, and so you buy that CD and you get all of them in one.
0: And you're like, yes. We didn't have that. Hence, when I was playing with my friend Lisa at New Year's and we would record the top 100 countdown what was the first cd you bought i don't know if i know exactly but it, i think it might have been millie Vanilli. don't know what that means oh my god <laughs> they were lip syncers, the most like famous lip-syncing duo and, and they got CD? busted well they we didn't know they were lip syncers until it came out um I feel like that was a CD. But then again, I don't know. There were lots and lots of cassette tapes in my life. I also grew up in the era of family road trips to eight track tapes. Do you know what an eight track tape is? Mm, I'm guessing it has eight tracks. It does have eight tracks and it is much bigger than a cassette tape. And so like the car that I grew up in had an eight track player in it. You grew
1: up in a car? <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that on another <laughs> podcast. That's definitely a topic for a different time. The station wagon that my parents had when I was growing up had yeah. a new track player in it. Wow. Yeah,
1: I remember going on road trips as a kid and we had a big blue van and my dad built a bed in the back. Ooh, nice. And we would take this TV and put it on a cooler and it would plug in and you could put VHS in it. That's pretty rad. And if you were in the bed in the back you could watch the tv not by looking at it but in the reflection of the window
0: (laughs) so everyone could kind
1: of see it oh my gosh also probably not very safe but well that's what i was just
0: thinking it's like i definitely grew up in an era of like non-seat belt wearing like we had the station wagon that had the third row in the back looking out the back window (laughs) right i love that one and i was always so carsick but my brothers never wanted to sit with me so i was like stuck in the very back by myself and like getting like vomit sick why couldn't
1: they let you sit in the front
0: they didn't want me near them in the middle Ugh, and they didn't want terrible. to sit in the back. So, you know,
1: um, so the first CD you bought was a Millie Nilly,
0: N- <laughs> Willy Nilly, free, free Willie, Millie Vanilly. Milli I think I'm not quite sure. I feel like that might've been when CDs started picking up, but I was also super into the new kids on the block oh. and I was devastated. We had this really long driveway. How th- old were you? um, at this point, talking new kids on the block, I was probably 12, 11 or 12. How old were you when you bought the CD? Uh, probably like 15. Okay. Okay. That helps. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I just remember walking down the long driveway. It Like in my mind, it's like a mile long and it's probably like one sixteenth of a mile. But anyway, we were walking down the driveway to the bus and my brother grabbed my new kids on the block cassette tape and pulled all the tape out of it and I was like so devastated I was like I'm gonna kill you so that was a tape that was a tape and then I graduated later to cds because cds weren't around when I was really young okay
1: this is good to know because I just remember it was such a contemplation when I would go to the cd store and you were like well I can only afford one and Back then, you didn't know you like knew the one hit song that right. was on the radio, right? And so, I remember buying some very, very questionable CDs. <laughs> uh, Shaggy,
0: I bought the Shaggy CD.
1: I in mean, middle school. I don't, I
0: don't feel like that was a bad choice. I feel like that was solid. <laughs> there were it wasn't two me
1: songs on there exactly, or "Girl, You're My Angel," yeah. which is like a remake, I think. And then Nelly in eighth grade, mm-hmm.
0: also a solid choice. Um,
1: I forget which one it even was. And then I went to the the store once with my brother and I wanted to buy, (laughs) I wanted to buy the CD Len, L-E-N. And it's, it's the song, you're still my sunshine. You're still my sunshine.
0: I don't know. And it was like my
1: favorite. And he was like, I'm going to tell you, you should buy this best of U2 CD. And I let him talk me into the U2 and it was a, Probably a better purchase because I liked most of the songs on Probably there. Probably a better choice. But I wanted the one song that was going to cost like eighteen ninety nine, Right.
0: And that that was their one hit wonder. Well, we can thank Tim for it's saving you from yourself. <laughs> was in high school, but... Did you have... So when... I was like, maybe high school, going off to college, we had like CD clubs. No. So we'd like sign up to like, I'd order them through the mail. I'd like check which CDs I wanted. And it was like so much cheaper to purchase them that way. That's clever. Yeah. So no, this wasn't a thing for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other thing we were going to talk about was, as we've aged, we've come into a lot of the same interests. But one of the things we were talking about was the concept of expanders. And so while I don't know who my expanders were at age like six, <laughs> maybe not even 16, Ooh. when we think about like the people who have kind of ushered us into this new way of like thinking or being, you know. Your your curiosity
1: uh, for being, for living a different way. So I'll say it this way. Um, at some point you become... Aware that, like, you get to choose how you want to think about things and how you want to live my life, and you get curious. At least I did. And so, it's like we were talking about early on expanders. So, when before, if you didn't grow up maybe in a household that was promoting, right, you know, this stuff, like, what gets you curious? And I remember this would have been after I graduated college. I was thinking, like, man, there has to be it's like I knew there was a positive way of thinking and that could have just been how I'm kind of wired and like I want to look for the positive. And I remember going to Barnes & Noble and buying The Power of Positive Thinking and it was a book written in like a while ago. I don't know exactly, but it's like before I was born, I want to say. And it just talks about like thinking about things positively and I would think that's my first introduction. And then from there, I remember my friend recommending the book... um, It wasn't long after, by Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass, Mm -hmm. something, something, something. I might still have your copy. And I loved it. And it was like, it was just like the introduction to all the things that I now, you know, don't even think about because it's part of your way of living. Part of, yeah. And so, again, what, you know, maybe what was that for you? And what, and how old were you? Because again, I was in my... 20s and I remember so I remember taking it rather seriously too because the Jin Sincero book I remember making a vision board and putting it up in my (laughs) feeling like a crazy person right because I'm like what is this and then landing this job that I you know I was like well I got my job and telling my friend about it and feeling like this is really cool and now maybe I don't do those same things but it was like I'm right. sure my roommates were like, "Why are you cutting out magazines? I'm creating my vision board? Leave me alone!" Yeah, and that was like before I even knew, like, like again, like the secret and all that. But right. like this was just reading her book. She suggested it, and I'm like, "Well, what could it hurt?" Right. So, what about you? I
0: mean, to be really honest, I think I kind of came to it a little bit later in the game than you did because the secret was definitely coming out. Okay, so if I'm in my 40s, I'm guessing the secret probably came out when I was in my like mid early 30s or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But I was it was in my awareness. My girlfriend Amanda that we interviewed recently on the podcast, although this might come out first, <laughs> 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 she introduced me to the concept of the secret. And at the time, oh, I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." I mean, it's like I worked, um, you know, at like camps when I was in college. And things like that. But after college, I would say that I pretty much did not have a lot going on in my awareness around a shift in consciousness or anything like that. I've always been involved in, you know, kind of the the aspect of the church that I grew up in, which was very kind of social justice oriented, peace and justice, that sort of thing. Like I've been very involved in that type of stuff. But in terms of making it like a personal kind of commitment and choice to myself, I didn't really think about that, I don't think, until much later in my life. And I think for me, it's definitely been in the last five years or so that it's really kind of been peaked in my consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I've seen nuggets of it in like friendships with people. I would say that like those were more my expanders than anything else, although I've always been really impacted by people who are doing really amazing work within communities around the world and things like that. It's a different thing that we're talking about here. And I think for me, kind of getting into a different way of looking at life and thinking about life through a different lens. I would have to say the people who impacted me the most and it's only been in the last number of years would be like Eckhart Tolle and or Eckhart Tolle, however you say his name. But honestly, that through Oprah, Oprah's Oprah, like yeah. podcast, her Super Soul Conversations and things like that.
1: Yeah, and I think you get nuggets of it because I would say before even that, like I felt the need to do like because, you know, I have a a religious upbringing, which I'm very actually thankful for. And um the concepts of Jesus and being like him, and it's like giving to the poor. And that was always a big focus of mine of like, why am I over here feeling so good? Like we should, you know, be sharing that. And right. so I remember you know, getting involved with like the Denver rescue mission and like totally. making my whole family, they would come and we would do it at 4. AM yeah. and they would all come from Longmont and do I that. Remember. And, and just feeling like that was something. And I still think that's really important. And yeah. so I think it's just like little, like you're saying, like these nuggets of things that you're like, okay, but there's more, there's more, there's more. Like, right. it's not just my job. It's not just friends. It's not just who I'm dating. Like, what else? What else is there? And this idea that life could be kind of magical. And I I laugh at that a little bit because it feels, it can feel so corny, you know, or so cheesy. But I think, like, buying a book, The Power of Positive Thinking, or The Secret. You listen to it for a minute and you're like, this is really cheesy as hell. Like, but there's some truth to it. Yeah. And do you want to live your life? the same and you or are you looking for something more and I think that's that's kind of the point and that's how it evolves and your first expanders are I mean I have the secret on audible and yeah there are some things in there that I'm like that's really cool like yeah. I love that and then there's some other things that I'm like that's yeah no not really you know I wouldn't right. really doesn't necessarily resonate. resonate with me anymore but I think right it's um it's interesting to think about that journey
0: Absolutely. No, I think so, too. And I I absolutely think that rather than, you know, some of the more well-known names within the space now having been my expanders, I think it was the things that I saw in people, right? Like the kindnesses, the outreach, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the people who just really would give, you know, the most that they possibly could. Those were my expanders, I think, and just showing kindness to people no matter what, um, those are things that have always really stood out to me, even if I didn't recognize why.
1: Yeah. And it's like, that's what you, for me, if you see that, you're like, "Mm, that's really what I crave. That's what I'd like to be. Yeah. And you see that in, you know, friends or maybe strangers or family. And you're like, wow, that's very cool. Like, yeah. Like I'm always super, super impressed with my parents' ability to just like invite over any stranger and help out anyone sure and be so like inviting you know and into their home and and let anyone stay with them right like things like that they still impress me and like right the reason they came to to do that you know I don't know it's just like things like that that make you be like yeah I'm
0: I like this life. This is, this is cool. We can all do this for each other. Absolutely. I think there's so much of that. And I do think that in a lot of ways, I've seen that get lost over, over the generations and years. And I feel like it's coming back in its own way. It's a little different the way that it shows up today in generations younger than myself, but I do. How do you think it's different? I mean, I I think it, it shows up differently. I think that it's a little different in the sense that like our parents and other generations might have done it under a different, I don't even really know what to say, but like under the guise of like it being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I see from generations younger are like, it could be that or it could just be like, this is being a... This is being an open and open-hearted person Mm -hmm. in the world today, and I'm going to be generous of spirit and of mind, and I'm going to include everyone, because that's just what you do, because that's just how we facilitate humanity, and that's how we are. And so I think I I really appreciate, I, I appreciate both perspectives, but I think that it's really touching for me to see that it continues on even if it's not with the same you know kind of rubric around it that maybe you and I might have grown up with mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I wish now thinking back to when we were young and like all the fun memories aren't there right. like things that you also wish like man I wish I would have been like more like that when I was a kid like the generous include everyone don't right. be afraid of you know I be just, brave yeah, yeah. like and, and, you know, if somebody's getting picked on, you know, for sure. stand up for them. I wish right. sure I would have been the person doing that. But sad mm-hmm. to say I wasn't. No, absolutely. Necessarily.
0: I think that we wish that like a lot for how we would have treated others. But also like, you know, showing up with bravery. I mean, I think this is something we've been talking about a little bit the last week or so. Just in our own personal conversations. But how do we show up bravely in life? You know, when we were younger, we could have done that standing up for someone else or, Mm -hmm. you know, not letting somebody be picked on or saying, I'm not going to let you talk to them that way. But in today's, you know, context, thinking about it a little bit more in terms of like showing up bravely at work, showing up bravely in relationships, showing up bravely, period. And what does that look like and mean? So we got a lot more to unpack. So many things. So much time to do so. Is that it? I think so. Okay, I think it's been it's been a fun little it's squirrel been talk. A lot of squirrel a lot talk. A squirrel talk. That's a wrap for this episode of Easy A's Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. For more information on what we discussed today, check out the links in the show notes. We'll be back at you soon for another conversation amongst friends. But if you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Easy A's Podcast. We'd also be ever so grateful if you would take a hot second to subscribe to our podcast and give us a quick rate and review. And better yet, share us with one of your friends. See you soon.